We'd like to thank Montecito Bank and Trust for their generous support in making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. Thanks for being here for another episode of Scam Squad. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, today I'm happy to share some good news with our listeners. This is about a Jamaican lottery scammer who was caught and recently sentenced to six years in prison. And the story about how he was caught is a really good one. So I'm going to read a portion of it. And by the way, this comes from an FBI news feed. So here's how it starts. The heavily accented caller who promised William Webster a grand sweepstakes prize of $72 million and a new Mercedes-Benz had done most of his homework on his potential fraud target. And here's what he said. I know that you as a judge, you as a lawyer, you as in the U.S. Navy, the caller told his elderly Mark. I do your background check. You are a big man. What the caller, Canal Thomas, age 29 of Jamaica, missed was possibly the most salient detail about his intended victim, who was 90 years old at the time. William Webster had served as director of both the FBI and the CIA, and so had a pretty good radar for pernicious criminal schemes, in this case, a Jamaican lottery scam. Oh, wow. This con artist really picked the wrong person to scan. But what is disconcerting is the fact that even though he missed some very important information, thought about his target. He obviously did some research. He did. And it's kind of scary to find out that crooks may actually target us specifically or if they do find us that they might do some research about us before they actually called. Now, this particular story started in 2014. Director Webster and his wife, Linda, started to get these phone calls. The caller promised winnings from a lottery, but needed money to move the process forward, which is what they always do. In the Webster's case, the former judge was told he had to pay $50,000 to get the prize. He was probably told that this was taxes or some such thing. Oh, did they send any money? No. But when they didn't, the scammer did not give up. The calls just became more frequent, and this is also quite typical. And when the Webster still didn't send money, the calls became threatening. Really? What kind of threats? In one call, which was filled with swearing, the scammer threatened to kill them and burn their house down if he didn't get what he wanted. Wow, that is really frightening, especially since the scammer seemed to know so much about them. He could have known where they lived. That's right. And the scammer, whose last name was Thomas, said, you live at a very lonely place. And the moment you arrive, I'm going to put a shot in your head. Wow. So what did the Websters do? Well, at that point, they contacted the FBI. Was the FBI able to do anything? Yes, they were, actually. And this is the good part of the story. Special agents from the FBI's Washington field office enlisted the Webster's help in nabbing this caller. They recorded the phone conversations to build a case and to develop a clear picture of the scheme. Now, this legwork 
ultimately led to Thomas's arrest in 2017. He was sentenced last month in federal court. Did the FBI find out anything about the extent of this scam? Yes, they did. During the course of the investigation, they found out that Thomas and his relatives in Jamaica had successfully scammed others in the United States out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. It certainly explains why crooks keep running this scam. It's so lucrative and people keep falling for it. That's right, Patty. And on that subject, Linda Webster, the director's wife, made this comment about her husband, and I thought this is so true. Here's what she said. This is not only the greatest generation that Bill's a part of. It's also the most trusting generation because they haven't been exposed to the Internet and all the bad that can come of it. Her husband is 90 and she's 63, and she mentioned that she and her husband frequently get suspicious calls, likely because of their demographic. It is so sad to think of our seniors being targeted because they're so trusting. And again, Patty, this story underscores the importance of reporting these events to the FBI. If the Websters had not reported it, Thomas would not have been caught. And let me give you that website again. To make a report to the FBI, go to www.ic3.gov. Thank you so much for the great information, Vicki. And I hope that anyone who's listening who might be embarrassed because they've been taken in by a scam can understand that it can happen to anyone. Even though he was from a trusting generation, this man was the director of the FBI. So if he can be targeted, anyone can be targeted, and it's nothing to feel embarrassed about. Absolutely, Patty. That's a good message to take from this story. Yes. Well, Vicki, I look forward to talking to you again next week. And if someone is in the area of Santa Barbara and they are worried that they are being scammed or someone they know is falling prey to a scam, how would they get a hold of you? My number, and it's my direct line to my office, is area code 805-568-2442. And I'll repeat that again, 805-568-2442. Thank you, Vicki. Until next week. Bye-bye.